What's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge NFL Futures Edition. I, of course, am the coach. We are your daily, weekly, yearly, whatever it is, sports betting show of record. We are powered by the almighty sports line. We're doing each and every division individually. This episode, we're talking about the AFC East. So let's bring in the stars of the show. And I tell you what, we have got powerhouses, absolute rock stars on the show today. Now, you know him right below me. He's the number one handicapper at Sportsline. And when we let him out of his bubble, he comes out fired. RJ White, hello. How's it going? I'm excited for uh, our new guest here, Dave, uh, a good friend of mine on the fantasy side. Excited to have him in here. What he has to say. Oh, I'm glad that you went ahead and introduced him. You helped me out a little bit. Senior fantasy writer. You can catch him all the time on fantasy football today. Dave Richard, welcome to the early edge. What's up, coach? Good to talk to you. Good to see everybody, especially good to see RJ. RJ is always right. RJ is always <laughs> handsome. RJ is the smartest guy in the room. RJ is my boss. So never gonna... <laughs> okay, maybe if I really, if I really disagree with something RJ says, I might have to butt heads with him a little bit, but. Uh, hey, I'm really excited to be on and to talk props with you guys. Awesome. By the way, conflict, it's welcomed here on the show. We we dig it. We dig it. Uh, by the way, thank right. you very much for having the entire team from here at the Early Edge on your uh, St. Jude Draftathon uh, last Wednesday. It was so much fun. We raised a lot of money, so thank you very much. You're very uh, welcome. Now, we also have a new face uh, this year. Prop Stars, at Prop Stars on Twitter. He is a prop god. Alex, welcome back to the Early Edge. What's up, Coach? I'm excited to be here. Oh, I can tell, man. I love your energy. I really do. All right, Maestro, whenever I can make you laugh, I'm good. How are you, sir? Yeah, until Dave said it, I, I hadn't really thought about it, but technically, RJ is my boss as well. So it's kind of interesting because we're going to, against each other, it looks like, on one of these teams. That's okay. I mean, if anybody follows you guys on social media, it was a huge beef. A huge beef on Wednesday. I almost had to step back and go, is this really RJ? Is this really the Maestro? I was here for it. Let's hear for it. All right, let's get right in because we've got a lot of season win totals to talk about, team props, and of course, player props that we love so much. So we're talking AFC East. So Maestro, you are the only one that saw a win total that you really, really liked. You start us off. Yeah, I'm not down on the Dolphins, but I think nine and a half, it's gotten a little bit out of hand. The hype, you know, with adding Waddle and Fuller and two is going to make this tremendous leap after he averaged 6.3 yards per attempt. I do think he'll improve, but behind an O-line that I believe is very questionable. Now that it's up to nine and a half, I want to go under. They could still finish over 500 and we can cash this ticket. They were fortunate last year. I mean, they led the league in takeaways with 29. Do you remember when the Bears led the league with like 40-something and then regressed all the way? That's something that changes year to year. They were outgained on a yards-per-play basis. Gave up 5.9, only averaged 5.3 yards of play. They recovered a ton of, of fumbles, 11 fumbles. That's among the most in the league. A lot of things broke right. They had special teams, defensive touchdowns. They had a stretch there where they were outgained, you know, substantially every week, but they were winning the games. I love Brian Flores. I love the defense, even though they lost a couple of pieces, but I just think nine and a half too much to ask. I'm going under. I'm still a little bit bitter. Uh, I had the chiefs and they were killing the dolphins. Then they had one of those crazy comebacks. Didn't win the game, but it was still enough. Uh, by the way, two teams last year, the bills and the dolphins made it to double figures and wins. The bills were 13 and three. The dolphins were 10 and six. So the maestro is going under uh, nine and a half wins. Let's move now to team props. And I think RJ, you're also sticking with something from the dolphins. What do you got? 
I'm actually on the other side of this and Larry. I like the Dolphins to make the playoffs at plus 125. It obviously boils down to Tua, as he's saying. I think he could have a good season. I don't think the Tua that we saw last year is the Tua that we're going to see moving forward. It was his first year back from that devastating injury. I was actually encouraged he got on the field at all. And I think that having that full offseason of preparation and, you know, to, to regularly prepare is going to help him. Weapons are there for him. Familiar face Jalen Waddles in the fold now. Uh, underrated Will Fuller's in the fold now. Brian Flores is a great coach. I think he could be becoming one of the league's better coaches. And he returns a quality defense finished sixth in points allowed last year that D's built upon an outstanding secondary that can generate turnovers. I believe even if they're not going to hit the highs of last year, they're still going to be able to get these interceptions. Um, and that could help Miami shock a few higher rated teams on the schedule, like a Tampa Bay or a Buffalo. So I think with Indy continuing to deal with injury issues, AFC wildcard race is wide open. Miami has as good a shot as anyone in getting in. So I like Miami to make the playoffs plus plus one twenty five. Miami does have a good shot to get in and they do have a good coach. But if you're looking at coaches in the AFC East, you stop in New England with Bill Belichick. And I love the odds, 350 to the plus to take the Patriots to win the division. And I would not have come anywhere near this number if Cam Newton were the quarterback to begin the season. The chance of him botching a couple of games early on would probably cost him the chance to win the division. I think this is the second best team in the division. I am a Mac Jones guy. I really think that he has the stuff to make that jump from Alabama to the pros. We already saw in the preseason, he threw over 50 passes, four throws, count them. One, two, three, four were off target throws. He had a bunch of drops from backup players that aren't even on the team anymore. He's going to be throwing to their starters. This offense will be much different, much better with a better offensive line. And they're getting a lot of defensive guys back. I wish Stefan Gilmore was going to begin with the defense to begin the year. He's on the pup list. We'll see if he even plays for them. But even without him, I think the Patriots are going to cause a lot of problems in the AFC East. And if there is a team in this division that can catch Buffalo, it is the Patriots at plus 350. I can't ignore those odds. So yeah, Tate, let me ask you something real quick. Um, so are you taking are you taking them to beat Miami in week one with Mac Jones? I mean, right off the bat? I think I am. I really, I, I don't know what the line is and I don't know what it'll change to by the time we get to kickoff. But I, I do not think that Mac Jones is your typical rookie quarterback. I think he reads the field very well. He did it at Bama. He didn't have to do a lot of it in the preseason because it wasn't like he was facing a ton of exotic blitzes. But he was, the one thing that he did in the preseason that he did at Alabama and I wasn't sure if this was going to drive coaches crazy or not, is giving up on the little short throw that's right in front of him, five yards downfield, and going after a bigger throw, 15-plus yards downfield. But he was on target on those throws, RJ. I think he's better than your typical rookie quarterback. I think he's better than Trey Lance as far as passing goes. Not saying it from a fantasy standpoint at all. I think he's going to give the Patriots a chance to compete in the East. How about this nugget? Eight drives Mac Jones had in the preseason. You know how many times they scored? Eight. Uh, yeah. Every single drive they scored when Mac Jones was under center. Every single drive. All right, let's move now to the player props, which I love. And our man RJ gave out a plus 20,000, something like that, the other day. And then, and then got a little offended at the maestro. I loved it. Will we have that today? Dave, I want you to start with your two first. Is it is it bad that I don't have one at plus twenty thousand? No. Both of mine are minus one ten. You know I don't have these crazy odds that RJ can come up with, but they are they are props that I think are going to win over the course okay. of the year. That's usually a good thing. Let's start with Tua. I, I'm not saying Tua is a bad quarterback just because I don't think the Dolphins are the second best team in the division. Over twenty three and a half passing touchdowns, I think he can get there. He averaged one point two last year in his starts. Asking him to get to one point five when they've added so much at wide receiver this offseason with Jalen Waddle, Will Fuller, 
Parker's back is sick. He's there. And Miles Gaskin was a sneaky player out of the backfield in the preseason. I think that continues as the Dolphins move forward and Tua takes advantage. I think he can get to maybe 25 or 26 touchdowns this year. Plenty of room for him to maybe have a couple of zero touchdown weeks and still hit the over. But the other one I really like, Coach, is Damian Harris in New England. We're talking about an over-under of 850 and a half yards for the guy who is clearly the lead running downs back for the Patriots. And I know that people in fantasy and in people who take a look at the running backs around the league, they go like this when they're near those Patriots running backs. They don't want anything to do with them because they mix and match so much. But as long as Damian Harris stays healthy, he's going to be the one getting 15 or so carries per game. Some games that'll be closer to 25. In the four games last year, he had at least 15 carries. He came through with at least 95 yards. Put that in your back pocket in fantasy if you're in a non-PPR league. The guy is a safe number two fantasy running back, and he's going to be safe to get you close to 100 rushing yards a week each time he gets through those 15-plus carries. I like this prop a ton. Don't mind it one bit. Dave, I don't wear pants when I do these shows, so I have no back pocket. But I'll take the information from you uh, anyway. Uh, all right. We've, this man has been sitting on the bench for the last, whatever, seven or eight minutes chomping at the bit. Alex, my apologies, because I know you've got two, two props that I absolutely love. Give them to me. Yep. So I've got two that I like quite a bit, Coach. The first one being Will Fuller, under 875 and a half receiving yards. Listen, I think Will Fuller is a really quality real life wide receiver, but I just think this is a very lofty number for him. In his five year career, he's only ever eclipsed 670 yards just one time. Um, he also has some major durability issues, having only ever played more than 11 games just once, and that was in his rookie year. I also believe Tua is a significant downgrade at quarterback compared to Deshaun Watson, who Fuller had played with his entire career. Um, there's also quite a few talented receivers on the depth chart in Miami. We've got Devontae Parker, Preston Williams. You've got the sixth overall pick and rookie Jalen Waddle. And uh, I think it's also worth noting that Fuller will be missing the first game of the season as he's on suspension due to PEDs, and I just think this is a really tough number for him to get to. And then my next prop that I have that I like quite a bit is Zach Wilson to win the offensive rookie of the year. Listen, Wilson looked flawless in the preseason. He completed 15 to 20 passes for 190 yards. He threw two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He led the Jets to score on four of their six offensive possessions he played. He didn't take a single sack. He looked just extremely poised in the pocket. Um, the Jets receivers also look a lot better on paper this season after adding Corey Davis. They drafted an explosive rookie, Elijah Moore, in the second round. Um, the second-year receiver, Denzel Mims, flashed quite a bit in his rookie season. They also have Jameson Crowder, a veteran slot receiver, still on the roster. I also think Wilson could benefit from playing in a major market like New York, especially if he's able to get the Jets somewhere to like seven to eight wins. I think it would be a huge story, especially after the Jets have just been so dismal for the past five years, having only won 23 games. So, yeah, I'm liking Zach Wilson to potentially win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I love when guys bring up intangibles, things that we don't normally take. It's not a metric. But playing in New York, certainly. And it's going to be fun to watch uh, Mac Jones and Zach Wilson in the same division. It's going to be awesome. However, they're not the two biggest quarterback names in their own division. And that is where R.J. White is zeroing his focus. What do you got, bud? 
I got two rushing props for you, even though we're talking quarterbacks. The first is Josh Allen going under 500 and a half rushing yards. He had 631 rushing yards as a rookie, 510 in his second year, only 421 last year. So what changed between those three years? I mean, year two to year three took a huge leap forward as a passer. And that's the guy we're betting on. We don't expect him to turn back into a pumpkin this year. So that big discrepancy from 2019 to 2020 was yards gain after contact which makes sense because if he's not throwing the ball field effectively, he's got to get his yards where he can and try to pick up first downs where he can. Now he knows that if he goes down after one or two yards after contact, he can go back out and uh, throw for a first down on the next play because that's just how that pass offense works. So if he plays 17 games at last year's per game average, we're looking at around 450 yards. That's before you factor in potential injury, resting late in the season. I think 450 is kind of his cap right now. So um, I think under 500 and a half, you're getting a lot of value with that. And then my other prop, I'm going over on miles Gaskin over 775 and a half rushing yards average 58.4 yards in 10 games last year didn't start till week three that average would get him to about a thousand yards in 17 games had at least 16 st- carries in five of his seven starts and they really didn't add anyone I know you know Malcolm Brown came in but that he's not going to push him for carries despite what we saw early in the preseason we got a little bit scared I know Dave with uh with Malcolm Brown they're getting a little bit of carries but I think Gaskin's fine he's going to be the lead back there Miami's quality D isn't going to cause me- uh, many blowouts so they're going to have to abandon the run and throw a bunch with Tua so if Miami continues to use him as a primary running back he's going to blow past his number so over 775 and a half for Gaskin yeah we talked about when we were doing the NFC South episode how uh, garbage yards for certain teams could really come into play certainly at the late season and having that extra game 17 games this year as opposed to uh, 16 man there's so many good plays here all right grab your paper grab your pencil here is the recap and it looks Glorious at prop stars. He loves Will Fuller under 875 and a half receiving yards and Zach Wilson offensive rookie of the year at plus 750 incredible value. If it hits Dave Richard Patriots win the division plus 350 Tua over 23 and a half passing touchdowns. Damian Harris over 850 and a half rushing touchdowns. Then RJ Dolphins make the playoffs plus 125. Josh Allen under his rushing prop of 500 and a half to miles Gaskin over 70, 75 and a half rushing yards. And then the maestro, just one play. But as you know, always, you better follow the man on social media because he drops stuff all the time. Oh, Dave Richard, this is the first time you've ever been able to experience this. I would suggest you sit back because you've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window, although it won't be until January. It's all good. Money management. All right. We've got eight different episodes just like this. Follow our YouTube channel. Turn on the notifications if you haven't already. This is the only place you need to be. It's called The Early Edge. Good luck. Good luck.